of Frilchen Purim. This is Gemar Niyavamis Daf Yod. Today's year, the year of Purim, the year in which the day in which we know Kolapoishet Yanaisin Loyim, which the Zayir explains, it doesn't just mean Tzedak whoever sticks out his hand, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells us Kolapoishet Yad whoever sticks out his hand to me Naisin Loy Hashem will answer Abakashayis. That's why Tefillah and everything is so important on Tainisesser and on Purim, etc. So on today, the day of Purim for everyone out of Yushalayim, today's year has been generously donated by close friends of the. As the schos brach and Yeshua for Zalman Usher Ben Bila, the schos of the entire Chabura's learning Talmud Torah can on such a holy day as Purim Kol Apoisha Noisin Loi Zalman Usher Ben Bila should see incredible brach and Yeshua. As well as today's year has been sponsored by a very close friend of the Daf for a long time, Harav Moshe. This year should be a schos for Atzlachas Moshe Ben Bila v'Chol Mishbachtai Emir Tashem. The schos of Torah again, the schos of Torah on such an incredible day, a day of Kol Apoisha Noisin Loi. What better day? Can there be Hashem should be nice and light to these two incredible Yidin? Sponsoring today's year as a schos for them and their families, as well as of course this year should be a schoshid of Rizalchaim Devarashim Ben Bilo Shalom and Libizava Ovi Ben Teli, as well as a schos for Shlemu Shmuelis Ben Nevei Deshmol Ben Tila Ben Afzal Ispim Mechlaster Nach Nachama Basiba Bashava Fego Bas Ashira Chana Besayich Shara Chayle Yisrael. And we're picking it up today is Daf Yod, and I'm sure many people were a bit upset that yesterday's year on Daf Tes we ran through Tesem and Beis and we didn't maybe explain it in full. So anyone who's looking at your screen, what you'll see in front of you is the Gemara from Tesla and Aleph. Because now we're going to go back to that question of Tesla and Aleph, and hopefully we'll get a bit more clarity in the question and the different answers. We're in the middle of a discussion of these answers. And if you see in front of you on Tesla and Aleph, seven lines at the bottom, Levi said to Rabbi, my area the Tani Tesvav, listi Tezayin, one of the Mishnah lot list 16. And Rabbi responded harshly, it seems you don't have a brain, my daitcha, imoy anusas aviv, imoy anusas aviv, plugged at the Rabbi Yudavarabonin. What? You want me to say the case of imoy anusas aviv? That case is amach like as Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbonin. So now, excuse me, now we're going to go and understand what is this case of Imoyanusas Aviv. So here you have, nope, that's not the case, here it is. Here you have the case of Imoyanusas Aviv. So what happens is a man, if you're looking at your screen in front of you, you'll see he's labeled as Aviv. He is Ma'anes, he forcibly lives with a woman and he has a child out of wedlock. So Ruvain forcibly lives with a woman and has a child, we'll call him Ruvain, out of wedlock. This man who forcibly lived with this woman, who's Ma'anes, this woman, also has another child called Shemain. And what happens is, what happens is in this case, is that Ruvain's born out of wedlock, and Shimon, what happens is, marries this woman. As you see, the dots, the circles indicate marriage. Shimon goes and marries that Nusas Aviv. He's allowed to marry her. He's not related to her at all. Shimon goes and married her. There is no problem. But then what happens when Shimon is Nifter? So Shimon's Nifter. What happens? His wife falls to Yibam. Who does his wife fall to Yibam? To his brother. Who's his brother? Ruvain. But wait, Ruvain was born out of what? Like from this woman. So what's happening here is a classical case, like we learned in the Mishnah, that we have a case of Yibam falling to Nerva. That Ruvain should be performing Yibam to his brother's wife. The problem is his brother's wife is essentially his mother. Uh, he was born from this woman. It wasn't a Kedusha. They never married. But therefore, that's called Imoy Anusas Aviv. And that was the question, why did we not list this as a 16th case in the Mishnah? And Rebbe answered, as you see so beautifully depicted over here from Davachayim.org. Check it out. Incredible stuff. Rebbe answers, and no, that's a Machloik Yisra, and Rebbe Yehuda. And that is the reason why 
why the Mishnah does not list it. Why pluk the Lekamairi? We're not discussing Machlaikasim, which is really what we dealt with yesterday, primarily all the different variables proving whether indeed it fits, whether indeed we're not discussing Machlaikasim in the Mishnah. But now we go back and we go all the way to Yudam to today's daf. And we're up to the second answer of why didn't the Mishnah list this case? This case in which Ruvain is supposed to perform Yibam, but the woman that fell to Yibam to him is, is essentially his mother. So says the Gemara, second line down, Ravada Karichlan Kamei Rav Kahana, Amar Mishmei Durava, Lo'ilam Isai the Rabbi Yohani Klali. Really, Rabbi holds of all the rules, the Klalim that we said yesterday, Rav Chia, Rabbi agrees with that which we learned. So why didn't this come case number 16? Why didn't we have that, not Hamisha Asar, but why didn't we have Shisha Asar, 16 cases of Erva, of Arayis, in the Mishnah, that there's no Yibum? Explains the Gemara. In the rules in which we saw yesterday, in the rules of Rav Chia, there were two rules. Rule number one, Mashiach Hayoi, the two Yavamais that fall are two sisters, and rule number two was Hasur Lazah Mutulazah Mutulazah Sur Lazah. We said it's a seesaw. So says the Gemara, both rules would not work in this case. We'll read the Gemara inside the words. And then we'll proceed to see the beautiful depiction of Dava Chayim and hopefully understand and realize why the Rav Chia's rule would not work in this case. Says the Gemara, In order to have the case of Rav Chia, you have to have two women. So it's not just that, like the case we started off with, that Yuzmane is one woman, and that woman who is the potential, Yivama, and it's not allowed because of Arabo. Yaakov is man, he's forced to live with two women, and they're both sisters. Excuse me. Let's read this correctly. The case that the Achaisa, the sister, is the Yavama, that makes sense. But that cannot be, as we'll see in a moment. And let's say the two women that Yaakov, this guy is Manis, he forcibly lives with, are not sisters, rather they're unrelated women, are not that case is possible. But And therefore says the Gemara, the reason why Rebbe did not list case number 16 in the Mishnah is because it would not fit within the rules of Rav this is just explaining that Bakula Nikarbam, you need to have the two rules, you need to have the Shteyah And says the Gemara, it's not going to work. Why is it not going to work? And here you have it, that Yaakov, again, we're just using Yaakov, I guess, because we don't want to get confusing over here. But Yaakov is Ma'anes, he forcibly lives with two women who are sisters, Rachel and Leah. And from that relationship, as you see over here in the center, it produces two children, Levi and Yehuda, which, by the way, if you were to split this picture in half, then you would see the exact case we said before, and each half, that's what we're just doubling the case, basically. Then instead of Yaakov with one woman having a child, Yaakov's with two women having two different children from wedlock, and then, what happens, Rachel and Leah, in this case of Imoy Anusas Aviv, <clears throat> when Reuven and Shimon marry Rachel and Leah, they're allowed to marry Rachel and Leah. But when Reuven and Shimon are nifter, what happens? And then Rachel and Leah, 
faulty Yibam to whom? To Reuven and Shimon's brothers. Who are Reuven's and Shimon's brothers? A Levi and Yehuda, which ostensibly are the children of Rachel and Leah, like we saw before. That if you split either of these cases in half, what you have is that Yaakov violates a woman and has a child. That child, what's going to happen is that his own mother is falling to Yibam to him. As it says over here on the bottom, there's Erevan, there's Imai. The Imai is the Erevan, therefore... Both Levi and Yehuda would not be able to respectively do Yibam to their mothers, Rachel and Leah. However, would Levi be able to Yibam to Leah and Yehuda do Yibam to Rachel? To that, the answer is a resounding yes. The reason being is that Levi and Leah and Yehuda and Rachel have no relation. There's two different halves of this side, and therefore that would be okay. Now let's go to the next case. What would happen if Rachel and Leah are sisters? And of course, the reason we need this is to comply with the statement of Rav Chia. That Rav Chia had two statements. Statement number one was that Yavama, the two Yavamas have to be sisters. And the statement number two was Azaris Lazah, Mutaris Lazah, Azaris Lazah, Mutaris Lazah. So in the previous case, we had Azaris Lazah, Mutaris Lazah. We had that they're also to one and Mutar to the other. But now when we make Rachel and Leah sisters, which is the other qualification, of the statement of Rav Chia, now we run into an issue. Because now, very quickly, Levi and Yehuda are able to neither do Yibam to Rachel nor to Leah. Why not? Because now Levi is related to Leah, because since Rachel and Leah are sisters, what happens is, a Levi to Leah is Achais Imai, which is an Erva. Yehuda to Rachel is Achais Imai. So the Gemara says, the reason why we did not list this case is that according to Rev, according to Rav Chia in this case, we'd run into an issue. It would be impossible to comply with the two dinim of Rav Chia. As you see again, quoted on the bottom of the page over here, that you have to have shtei achayos number one, and you have to have asur lazem uteris lazeh, asur lazem uteris lazeh, which would be possible if they're not sisters, but is impossible in the case that they are sisters. And that is teretz number two. Why this case was not listed in the Mishnah, why this is not the 16th case in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara Ravashi Amar, a third terrace, we're about 10 lines down, first word in line is Mishkach Says Ravashi Lailam Leslie Rabbi Haniklali. Really, Rabbi disagrees with Rav Chia. He does not hold that those rules are true in order to be considered the Erva, the 15 Arais in the Mishnah. It needs to be and it has to be Asur Lezem Uteris Lezem. Upluk the Kamairi. And really, the Mishnah is allowed to say cases is a mach like as him. Says the Gemara, So if that's the case, then what did Rebbe say? Rebbe's retort was, that doesn't, you have a brain. Where is your brain? How could you suggest such a Havamina if the situation is that the Mishnah is not dealing with Machlaikis? But if we're saying that we do have Machlaikis, what was Rebbe's retort to Levi? To Kamarle, explains the Gemara, this is what Rebbe meant. My time, Olodaikis Masnison, why did you not learn what you just said from the wording of the Mishnah? That you look deeply into the Mishnah, you'll see the case of Anusas. The Mishnah is Rav Yehuda that says it is forbidden Anusas Aviv. Dikatani, how do we know that the Mishnah Shita is Rav Yehuda? Meaning, the Mishnah comes out, it's going to be a Machlaikas, but it's within the Shita of Rav Yehuda and everything is good. How do I know that? Dikatani, the end of the Mishnah said, The conclusion... The conclusion of the Mishnah that told us that there are six Arayis, which are more Chamer. What are more Chamer? They should the because they're married to others and they're never able to marry. 
the paternal brother, therefore the Sarais are going to be mutter. In these three cases, what is the case of Imai? And now we're going to understand that we see clearly in the Mishnah, it's going within Rav Yehuda, and that's why we didn't list the 16th case. What is the case of Imai? If you're going to tell me that the case of Imai is that his father married this woman, that is, Aishazaviv, the father's wife. And then the Mishnah would be saying the same case twice. What was the case of Rav Yehuda of the Shisha Rais Chamurais of Imoi was Anusas Aviv was a case of Anusas, the woman that the father violated. Vikotani and the Mishnah learned the nation is Suasahirim because they're married to other people. That's why the Tsarais, the co-wives, are Motor Lachirim in Laachin Loi. But we see clearly that what Lachirim in that this woman that was violated by the father is only allowed to be married to someone else, but she's not allowed to be married to the brothers. Who holds such a din that the woman cannot marry the brothers? Why? And that is the reason and that is the reason why the Mishnah did not list this 16th case of Anusas Aviv as a case of, of, of that there'll be no Chalitza and Yibum. So we have three different explanations answering up the question from yesterday from Tessam and Aleph, Rebbe's retort to Levi that we've looked alike, what's your suggestion of a 16th case? And Imai Anusas Aviv does not work. Continues the Gemara, Omar Lei, Ravina Luravashi, Ravina says to Ravashi, Ask Ravina one second. Even according to Rav Yehuda, you just said the Mishnah is clearly Rav Yehuda. That is the reason why we don't have the 16th case. But says the Gemara, even according to Rav Yehuda, there's a way that we can find the 16th case that should have been listed in the Mishnah. That what you said according to Rav Yehuda is forbidden to marry this woman. But what happens the other Vinasev? What happens if you went, if the brother went and married her, the halacha is, the kedushin works. So maybe we should have listed the case, because then the case to continue, says the Gemara, katani. we don't list cases of if, what if cases in the Mishnah, that is not part of the Mishnah, and that is the reason why we don't list this as the 16th case. continues Ravashi and asks, even without a di, even without it, if we could find the following case, and again, we're going to read the case, and then we'll explain it with the utilization of the Havachayim's pictures. Yaakov Anas Kalasai. Yaakov violates, forcefully lives with Kalasai, his daughter-in-law, the wife of his son. Vahailin Mimenu Ben and is an illegitimate child born from that relation of Yaakov with his daughter-in-law, Umeis Ruvain. And then what happens? Yaakov's son, Ruvain, dies. So what happens? Ruvain's wife. Vanafla Kami, bro, Ruvain's wife, who was the daughter-in-law that was violated by her father-in-law, Yaakov, now falls to Yibam to whom? Libra, to her own son. Because her own son is her brother, is her husband's brother, excuse me. So when the husband dies, and thereby her, his wife falling to Yibam to his brother, in this case, it's her son. And therefore, Omigu Di'ihu Asura, Asira, since she is forbidden to marry, to do Yibam, of course, to this man, as it is her son. 
are as well as forbidden. So says the Gemara, why couldn't we list this case? This should be the 16th case in which we created a case that there is a case that the Tsarais, that the Kohites are as well forbidden to even Mechalitza. Omar Leirav kind of responds, our Mishnah is only dealing with cases that are able to happen in a permissible manner, not in cases that have in a forbidden manner in the father violating his own daughter-in-law. Says the Gemara, and actually before we see that, let's go, let's just see this picture together. You see in front of you, um, you see in front of you, excuse me, um, actually, excuse me, no, this is the next case, and we don't have a picture of this case, Dava uh, Chaim does, I don't know why we don't have it in front of us, but that is going to be the case in which we could potentially have said, says the Gemara, explains the Gemara further, five lines on the bottom, even so, Levi learned this Mishnah, the Mishnah of Imai that was violated by the father, Levi incorporated, Levi listed it to Tony Levi in his own prices. That was the picture we just showed, but now we'll explain it in depth. There are times that the mother does a pater that Sarah and there are times that she does not. Kate said, what's the case? If the mother was was married to the father, and then she marries one of the brothers, one of her son's brothers, the paternal brothers, it's not her, her own brother, but the brother of her son. This is the case of Imai, who does not potter up the tzara. Why? Because she was never really married. That Kedushin was not chal, as we'll explain in a moment. As we turn over to Ahmed Beis, but what happens, I say, Imo that was the suas aviv. That was the case in which the father didn't violate, but tried to marry this woman, which did not work. But let's say the mother was anusas aviv, like the case we started talking about in Ahmed Aleph, like the case we suggested in the Mishnah, that if it was violated by the father, and now, then she has a legitimate child. Then she marries the brother. This was the way that Levi incorporated this case into his b'risa. Says Levi, that even though we list 15 cases in the Mishnah, we have to add in a 16th case as follows. And again, the difference here is going to be whether it's Anusas Oviv versus whether it's Nisuas Oviv. In the case of Anusas Oviv, then the Allah is going to be that it will potter up the tzara. If it's Nitsuas Aviv, then the Mishnah, then it will not potter up the tzara. So Amr Lei Reish Lakish comes along Reish Lakish and says the Rav Yechanan, one second. Amr Lei Reish Lakish, Rav Yechanan, Levi Damar Deinami Katani. According to Levi, Levi, you just told me that you would incorporate a Dei. You would incorporate a case of an if, a what if case. So according to you, Levi, listen, Yachay, listen, 
Why do you not say a similar case that someone does chalitza, then they get married to that person and then they die? Again, there's two options. Any case of yibum, you can do yibum, you can do chalitza. You can marry your brother's wife when the brother dies without children, or you could do chalitza and you can say, "I'm not interested in this story." Put on the shoes, the spitting. We'll get to that in the, later in the mesechta. But what happens? We've already learned that if you do yibum, it's a full-fledged marriage, a hundred percent married for all forms of the word. If after yibum you go and you get divorced, she's now like a random woman. You could even remarry her. But what happens if you do chalitza to that woman? You don't do yibum. What you do is, you say, I don't want to marry her, you do chalitza. And then, after you do chalitza, you say, you know what? I want to marry this woman. Are you allowed to? Of course not. Vikitsha, then you go marry her, and then umais, then that person dies, below banim. So now the question is, does that marriage affect the next step or not? Explains the Gemara, Since she was Asr, therefore the brothers are forbidden as well. And therefore asks the Gemara, why don't we say this as a case? Let's see the case. As you see the picture in front of you, that when Rachel is married to Ruvain, and, excuse me, that Shimon dies and Rachel falls to Yibam to Ruvain. And what happens over here is, instead of Ruvain doing Yibam to Rachel, he does Chalitza. Afterwards, subsequently, Ruvain goes and marries Rachel. Then when Ruvain dies, what is the status with Leah is the question. The Leah is the Tsar. As you see over here, it speaks out so beautifully. But the brothers are Chayev on the Chalutza Kares. Let's see that in the Gemara together. It doesn't apply to the Sara Sara. That is the reason why it does not happen to the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, one second, why doesn't Rav Yechelen say, Rav Yechelen should have had a better answer. That the case is, is that it's a Chayvei Lavin, that the brothers are only usher with a lav, not kares, and therefore because it's only a lav and not kares, v'chayvei lavim b'nei chalitza v'yibam ninu achidish, that whenever we have only a lav and not kares, you could have potentially do yibam and chalitza. So why are we responding? Why don't you say more fundamental? That theoretically would be able to work to the brothers. Answers the Gemara Ledevarov Kamerle, classical Teretz. Rabbi Yechonon is responding to Reish Lakish according to Reish Lakish. Lididi says Rabbi Yechonon according to myself. I really hold Rabbi Yechonon says they're really Chayve Lavim and Chayve Lavim could do Chalitz and Yibov. Lididchu according to you Reish Lakish Chayve Kriyasin Nenu that is the reason that is his response and really over here uh, actually the, the Gemara now the Gemara now is going to go a bit deeper so again it's not 100% clear we have a Machlekes of Yechon Reish Lakish whether there is potentially Yibam and Chalitza for the brother again in a case and instead of doing Yibam the guy did Chalitza and then he went and married her that guy dies when he dies does this woman fall to Yibam to the other brothers or not we just said it's Machlekes of Yechon and Reish and I understand we didn't fully explain what the Machlekes was because the Gemara now is going to do that so it says the Gemara, let's see it together, about 10 lines down. And again, we're within the larger discussion trying to figure out whether there's going to be a 16th case in the Mishnah. 
or more precisely understanding the sheet of Levi, that he said that there is a 16th case in his own Raisa. So Itmar says, the Gemara if someone does, Chalis of a Chazar Vikitcha, this is the case we're talking about, then he marries her, Amar Reish Lakish, here's Reish Lakish, Hu Einai Chayav Al Chalutza, he is not chayiv if he goes and marries the chalutza karis. He's not chayiv karis. karis. But the brothers are chayiv karis. karis. But the tsarais are the same din. They all have the same din. The chayiv karis. Let's see Rabbi Yechon for the contrast. Then hopefully we'll go back to that picture, we'll work through the whole picture, and hopefully then we'll have a bit of clarity within this Machlaikas, Rav Yoichlan Reish Lakish, with the person that Chalitza subsequently did Kedushin, whether, what is the status to the Tzarais with regard to the brothers. So that was Reish Lakish, Rav Yoichlan Amar, about 15 lines down, the first one line is Rav Yoichlan. Rav Yoichlan Amar, Beinu Beinu Achen, Einoi Chayavim, neither he nor the brothers are Chayiv, Loyal Chalitza Kareis, Veloyal Atzarais Kareis. Why not? My Time with the Rish Lakish, where does Rish Lakish come from? Where does Rav Yechelen come from? Oh, my cross is Rish Lakish, Vasher Lo Yivne. Uh, now we're finally understanding what's going on over here. Kivan Shlaibana Shuv Lo Yivne says Rish Lakish, you blew it, you missed the chance, you could have been Bana, you could have married this woman, you didn't. Boom, it's over. Kivan Shlaibana Shuv Lo Yivne, you're not allowed to afterwards to do such. Ew, and now the Gemara explains Rish Lakish's Shita. Only he, the one that did Chalit, who so he's in this new love, this love of loyivna that you messed it once, you can't do it again. You want to now after you did chalitza, after you said no turn, now you want to go into kedushin. No special pasuk saying loyivna. The special iser of loyivna is only on he, the brother that said no, that did chalitza. Avol echav. What about the other brothers? What are they? The other brothers didn't do anything. She felt the yibum. This guy got involved in the chalitza. Now this guy wants to do kedushin. Great. What does that have to do with the other side of the coin? What does that have to do with the other brothers? They didn't do anything. The other brothers are the way that they were back from the beginning. Again, but only on only on the chalutz on her herself there is the loyivna but on the tsara they're as they stand because they had nothing to do with this party that is Rish Lakish Rish Lakish is coming along with a new limud a new pasik of Asher loyivna that once you said no you that brother that said no you have a new love upon yourself but no one else is involved for Rav Yechanan but comes along Rav Yechanan and says Mika Midi Dimeikara says Rav Yechanan one second are you going to tell me? Are you going to tell me? Originally, whichever brother wanted could have done chalitza. Or if this one wanted to chalitza. And this one could have done chalitza. Vashta. And now says Rav Yechanan, because this brother did chalitza, what's going to result? Kayala bekaris. You, Rav Yechanan says, you're going to flip the whole story. And you're going to say, because one brother did chalitza, now there's going to be a new karis? They can't be. Rav Yechanan says, nothing changed. Rather, says Rav Yechanan, the one that does chalitza is acting on behalf of all 
the brothers. It's not in a vacuum. It's not that he did chalitz and everyone else stays as they wish, like Rish Lakish says. Says Rav Yechla, no. When he does chalitz, he's ostensibly acting on behalf of all the brothers, saying we're not marrying the wife. And he, when she does chalitza, similarly, she's acting on behalf of the tzara. And therefore, the status of both the tzara and of the woman is going to change according to Rabbi Yechlan, whereas according to Reish Lakish, it will not. Now, let's go and let's work through this picture and understand this wonderful case of Here it is in front of you. Those that are lucky, those that aren't, we'll try to explain it in words. You have Reuven and Shimon, Shimon. He's married to a woman named Rachel. Shimon dies, and now there's two brothers. There's Reuven and Levi. Reuven and Levi have a choice right now. Chalitza or Yibum. Reuven says, I'm doing Chalitza. So right now we can really freeze and say, that act of Chalitza, what was that act of Chalitza? So there's a fundamental difference between Reish Lakish and Rav Yechlan, how they view that act of Chalitza. Rav Yechlan views that act of Chalitza as something that Reuven is doing on behalf of everyone. So it's as if Reuven and Levi and the Sarah, Leah, Leah are all involved right now because Chalitza happened. Once that Chalitza happened, it changes the status of Reuben and Levi, the brothers. It also is going to change the status of the Tzara because Rachel did Chalitza. That's how Rav Yechlan looks at it. Whereas Yishlakish says, no, Reuben acted in a vacuum. He did Chalitza. He does Chalitza. New Isser, says Yishlakish. New Isser, Asher lo Yivne. Once you don't get married, Shuv Yivne, you can't get married anymore. But what about everyone else? As you see, so beautifully played out in this paper. According to Rish Lakish, what is Levi's status? Vachin, Chayavim Kari's. They're like they were originally. The regular Israel's Ach stands. And therefore, similarly, when it comes to the Tzara, it's going to be the same halacha that's Rish Lakish. Because Rish Lakish views what's happening between Reuven and Rachel as their own little story. Reuven thereby having new Yisurim HaShel Yivna coming upon to him. Whereas Levi and Leah, Levi and Leah are a different story entirely. Now, here you have laid out the whole story. What happens when Rachel wants, when after Reuven dies? Now it's stage number two. So Reuven did Chalitza. He subsequently married Rachel. Now Reuven dies. What is Levi's status? So this is the Machlokis, Rishlokish, and Rav Yechanan playing itself out. According to Rav Yechanan, Reuven acted on the behalf of everyone. Reuven did Chalitza, says Rav Yechanan. So now Levi, still there's some connection going on over here. So says Rav Yechanan, Levi is chayiv in chalitza. There's no erva going on. It's a regular chayiv lavin. And therefore, says Rav Yechlan, Levi has to do chalitza. Says Rish Lakish, no, you can't do chalitza. Why not? Because you're an erva. You're a regular ishes ach of the original marriage of the first brother. What's the halacha? Ain't a law of klum. That's what Rish Lakish says. Rav Yechlan is going to say, Sui chalitza minachem because of the chayiv lavin. That's really the next step of the Gemara. We're going to stop over here before the next question of the Gemara, in which the Gemara is going to delve a bit deeper, but that is the fundamental Machlech is Reish viewing the action in a vacuum, Rav Yechon viewing it on behalf of everyone, and the ramifications that have been based upon that, and we'll pick it up from Esve in the next year, B'siyata Dishmai.